The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Burke's Best Bets time. Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Danny Burke with this VEASAN Sports Network at Danny Burke 5 on Twitter. Catch him during the weekends on VEASAN and, of course, the Danny Burke podcast. Pride of Chicago, it is that time. It is AFC-NFC title game. Let's gear up for the Super Bowl. But first... It's pretty intriguing, Danny, with some landing spots for several names in the NFL. How are you? I'm doing good, Schmitty, and yeah, you're right. I mean, even though we still have this season going on, doesn't mean you can't already speculate for next year. I mean, people have started that even in the midst of this past season during the regular season, I mean, not just the playoffs. But uh, yeah, it keeps us entertained, especially from the betting perspective in these uh, slower summer months when the NFL is not going on. But luckily, we have that and the games to look forward to. Danny Burke is with us here. It's Burke's Best Bets. And Danny, let's start it off with the early game on Sunday. The 49ers head into Philly, taking on the Eagles in the city of brotherly love. And the 49ers are a two and a half point underdog. What do you like here? So I am uniquely invested in this game. A couple weeks before Jimmy Garoppolo got injured, I took a bet on the 49ers at plus 550 to win the Super Bowl for a fairly sizable amount. So I'm in a position right now where I'm looking to hedge. And not just because I kind of give a slight edge to the Eagles, but just because also from the financial perspective of it. And look, the 49ers have been such a great story. Brock Purdy, what he's done is nothing short of incredible, and there's no like shame in him not winning this game because the fact they've gotten this far is very, very impressive. But that's what happens when you have a great overall defense, overall offense, and a mastermind in Kyle Shanahan. Now, look, there's some important things that I think stand out, too, in this game. It's Brock Purdy, of course, playing in a true road game in the playoffs. It's going to be very, very difficult, very loud. Shanahan already spoke to that, that they're going to have to be doing some snap signaling and trying to get things going quickly and efficiently. Um, Also, a stat that I found that was pretty interesting, if you look at football outsiders, they talk about third and fourth down efficiency. Philadelphia is second offensively and third-slash-fourth down passing. San Francisco is 23rd defensively. Now, conversely, Philly is second defensively in that regard, while San Francisco is seventh. Those are the most important plays in these type of games, and Philly has a clear advantage in that regard as well. Philly's pass defense is arguably the best in the NFL. Now, San Francisco overall, their defense is the best, I think. But offensively with Hurts, you can get so much different ways to attack any type of defense that I think that will prove to be the difference. If you want to play devil's advocate, Philly's weak part is their run defense. They rank 21st according to DVOA, and they let the Giants get six yards per carry. But I don't know how long that's going to be sustainable. At some point, the pressure has to be put on Purdy, and I don't know if he's going to be able to overcome it. So, look, 
I would love my futures bet to hit in the 49ers to win, but I think I'm going to hedge and hedge stronger in the side of Philly. So I lean with them covering two in the hook in this game. Are you over, under? I mean, they've been so – I went all overs last weekend and was over. So <laughs> – I, you know, in you this sound game, shocked. Maybe, <laughs> I'm just cracking up because I remember hearing that stat. So that, it's tough. But look, I, the NFL playoffs are a little bit different beast. And, you know, everybody's looking to bet the overs and wanting to get infatuated with that because they want to see a high-scoring game. But, look, in this first game, I have, a, I have a really difficult time getting a gauge on both. If you think Purdy will be fine with passing the ball, I think over is the right move. But if not, then they're really going to try to take the pressure off of him and run the ball, which would make it a lower-scoring game. And, look, the 49ers' defense at some point will get beat by Philly, but if they can contain and hold their own enough, that would still age it to the under. So it all comes down to what you think the 49ers' offense can do, I believe. But, look, I did bet the under in the next game, actually, guys. I did under 48 for the Bengals and the Chiefs. And that's because you have a Cincinnati team that, look, I've been clamoring about for a while as my top-rated AFC team for quite some time, but this is truly a unique situation because of the unknown with Patrick Mahomes. And instead of wetting out a side pre-flop, which I think the better way to go about it is wait in-game, see how Mahomes looks, see how both of these teams look, and then adjust it in your mind and then bet it. But I think pre-flop, you can get a better advantage on the under because, again, Cincinnati actually has a defense this year. And Kansas City's defense isn't the best, right? I mean, they're definitely vulnerable, but they avoid allowing huge pass plays. Like, they allow just 9.2 yards per pass completion, which is third fewest in the NFL. Now, their weakness, especially as of late, over the last three games, they've allowed opposing tailbacks 5.3 yards per rush attempt. 7.6 against Jacksonville. What did the Bengals do exceptionally well last week against a good run defense? They ran the ball with Joe Mixon. Why would you change it? I mean, start it off by running the ball, and if they can do it successfully, they'll do it methodically, and that'll take time off the clock, and Cincinnati can control time of possession. Then on the other side, not only do you have a good Cincy defense, but you have a hindered Patrick Mahomes on the offense, which, again, I think will not bode well for this being a higher-scoring game like we've been accustomed to the last three times these teams have met. So I'm going under 48 in this game. Would it shock me if it completely went over? Of course not, because the last three times they've played, it's soared over. But this is a different situation. This is a different Bengals team, and this is not Patrick Mahomes at 100%. So give me under 48 for that game. And uh, really, I just did a prop to uh, Samaj P. Ryan over two and a half receptions at plus 125. I don't know how much time we have left, so I won't go too deep into it. But that's another prop I did for this game as well, guys. Daddy Burke with us. VEASAN Sports Network at Daddy Burke 5. Burke's best bets. Daddy will wrap here with the minus one. Is this just a setup or is it really going to be a one point ball game? It's just one of those things where they open Kansas City minus two in the hook, and you saw this game going down with Cincy, and everybody now is finally enamored with them, and everybody and their mother wants to bet them. And then you're realizing, well, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be 100%, and you've seen what's happened the last three times they've played. I personally wish not everybody was in love with the Bengals because when that happens, usually you know the contrarian side comes about. But I've had this notion of the Bengals being the top team for like two months now. So I still think they give an edge, and it's really just because of liability right now, right? I mean, with the sports books, you're getting money on both sides. Oh, you get Kansas City in almost an underdog role. Oh, you're getting Cincinnati at a cheap price against a banged-up Mahomes. Like, 
it's just equal action, and it's still going to move so much by the time we get to game time. So, realistically, it's not going to fall right there. You know, it'll probably be a field goal or touchdown game. The last three have been a field goal game. Why should this one be any different? But really, I, you know, it's just who do you think's going to win? Just take the money line at that point. Yeah, Danny, that's what I was going to ask. With this, with this line at one, do you just recommend following your, your heart and picking the money line whichever way your heart leads you? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, what do you say? Maybe like 10 cents at most. Like if you're if you're going to be doing minus one instead of a money line, the chances it's going to fall on one are slim to none. But why even allow that opportunity pre- to present itself? Like pay five cents more if you're going to even do And some books don't even do that. Like I'm looking right now, like Kansas City on the spreads minus 115, but on the money line, they're minus 113. Like it makes no sense sometimes because these computerized algorithms don't make it the way it should be. So make sure you're looking at bold. And even if it is a little bit more expensive, pay the two, five cents more for the money line just for a little bit of security. Daddy Burke with his VEASAN Sports Network. Follow Daddy on Twitter at Daddy Burke 5 Hear him on VEASAN throughout the weekend across the nation and, of course, on Sirius XM. And uh, be sure to check his podcast out. Daddy, enjoy your football Sunday, bud. It was great to get caught up with you. Thanks for the time. Absolutely, guys. You too. Thanks for having me on. Good stuff with Daddy Burke. few minutes there. Loaded show today. We dove into Fred Hoiberg and Nebraska basketball's prospects as uh, 10 games left. The tough one against Northwestern. Thoughts from uh, a proud papa, Joe Burrow. Jimmy uh, Burrow checking in with us. We'll wind down a Thursday next on Hale Varsity.